He scopes out the present, shakes out the past, and keeps an eye out on the future. This is the Racing with Bruno podcast. Now, from Lexington, Kentucky, here's Bruno DiGiulio. Well, it's Belmont Stakes Week, and being Belmont Stakes Week, there's so many ways to skin the Belmont and to look at the Belmont from a lot of handicapping angles. And let me bring in Ron Flatter from Louisville, Kentucky. Ron, I remember a conversation you and I had maybe about 10 years ago, and you brought it back up on our Zoom podcast, on our Zoomcast. Yeah. And it's our podcast now, and we'll bring it up now. And this has to do with something you may not have heard of if you're of a certain age you have, and it's called dosage, the dosage index. And I went to you all eager, and I was like, oh, Bruno, look what I got here. I found this, and I thought I was going to get some instant acceptance or whatever I was craving or an angle or get some Oracle insight. And what I got was a one-hour session with you where you were explaining what those five numbers mean and everything from speed to precocity to staying power to how bloodlines only take you so far, etc. I will say this about the dosage index. It was supposed to have gone bye-bye when American Pharaoh won, but I think it's like only once in the last 19 years or maybe longer than that. I'd have to find the exact number, and I'll find that here in the next couple of minutes. But the winner of the Belmont Stakes, except for the year Pharaoh won, in the last generation, we can say that safely, has had a dosage index number of 3.00 or less. And less means more prone to be bred to stay. The higher the number means you're more prone to be a speed horse. And I'm being very simplistic. As you look at the field right now of possible starters, overtook Promise Keeper, if he's in, and France Go to Ina are all way above three. Uh, you've got Bourbonic, Essential Quality, Hot Rod Charlie, Wayburn, Get Her Number, and Brooklyn Strong right at three. And then the horses that are under three, Rock Your World, Keep Me in Mind, Rombauer, Known Agenda, and the one with the smallest number of all, should be uh, no surprise that the Dubawi uh, gelding Rebels Romance, the UAE Derby winner, with a 1.10, okay, turf horse. Uh, that tends to make sense, although he's never actually run on turf. Uh, Rebels Romance is has the smallest dosage index number. So, Bruno, I'm going to ask you to reenact that conversation we had probably more than 10 years ago about whether dosage index is something that still has relevance or is it about as relevant now as a fax machine and an eight-track tape player? I like eight-track tapes. <laughs> I used to have Boston, the original album, Boston. Sure, Boston. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I still got that. Peace of mind. Foreplay, peace oh. of mind. Absolutely. I remember. Amanda, more than a feeling. I oh, mean, no, that was the second. That was the next there's one. Hope, there's hope for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... I was 17 years old when I saw Boston in Jacksonville, Florida, and who opened for him? The Red Rocker, Sammy Hagar. And all my friends got hammered and passed out. I was the only one that was that was, you know, sober and 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 loved the concert. That was amazing. Sammy Hagar blew me away. Um, Ron, you know, I remember that conversation because I came away from that conversation 
thinking that you had something that a lot of guys do not have. You will have a willingness to learn. And that's what everybody on these Zooms that comes on has a willingness to learn. And you put your egos aside and you, you take and try to sponge what anybody says uh, that, that sounds and, and reverberates as authentic and meaningful. I came away from that because you took all the time because you were really wanting to learn. You didn't say, ah, that Bruno, he trying to show me up. You know, you didn't do that because I'll tell you what, if you would have done that to me, I never would have dealt with you again. Right. Because right. I would have seen you as nothing but an egotistical maniac that thinks the world is, you know, he has every answer in the world. That's it. Done. You know, um, so. Yeah, it, don't look back, um, but I, I, I will tell you that and. I did a lot of work on 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 uh, the um, the dosage profile and as in everything that we do. And I actually I took a lesson from the dosage, dosage index and dosage profiles, because I learned that whenever you have something good, you don't take it to the next level and try to make it even better. What they tried to do is not only the dosage points are phenomenal, but what happens is when they go make the dosage index, what they're trying to show you is the balance of the pedigree. They took it too far because now they try to refine those points into coming up something they can just point to. Now I, I put something together and the first of all I need to do is I need to explain what the points are. So while you're queuing that up, I will say, American Pharaoh is the only horse with a dosage index higher than three to have won the Belmont Stakes since 2004, excluding last year's mile in an eight. Well, we're going to talk about that, Ron. We're going to talk about that. So the dosage imp uh, uh, points are, are, are a set of five numbers right here. Okay. Now, the first number, and you guys might want to write this down. The first number is... Uh, the brilliant speed. Brilliant speed in dosage numbers means number of top horses that were that had brilliant speed at short distances. Um, so when you're looking at this, look at Barbara. He had a very high number of 14 of speed influence in his pedigree. He also had the second number was an eight. That's the intermediate number. The intermediate number is the number of horses that had better than average speed at distance. So there to me, there was a balance to the speed, brilliant speed in his pedigree and his intermediate speed. Now, what's interesting is the middle number. The middle number is supposed to be class. However, I have come to learn and use it as maturation process. What the middle number of 21 with Barbaro said, he's not going to be at his best at two. 
He's going to be good at three, but the older he gets, the better he will be. So the 21 told me he is going to be a horse that matures as he gets older and four and five years of age. The two is the solid category. That means that they had two horses in that pedigree that were absolutely either champions or very, very solid, solid racehorses. And the one is in the, the, the one at the end is for marathon is the ability to go longer than a mile and a quarter my, up to up to a mile and a half. So when I look at the, you know, they gave him a dosage index of 2.41 and 0.70, which tells you it was a very balanced pedigree. But when I'm looking at the numbers, I'm looking at a horse that had incredible speed in his pedigree to go brilliant uh, early to go short, had very good speed to be intermediate at a distance of ground and had the ability of carrying that speed and being a mature horse later on in his career. And this is going to come to light as we talk about this later. Let's go down to Secretariat. Secretariat at a 20 brilliant speed. And that came from, that's where they said, bold ruler, he can't go more than a mile because of bold ruler. But however, his pedigree had a 14 in the second intermediate speed category. That means is, is he was he was blessed with a ton of speed in his pedigree, but also he was blessed with the ability of taking that speed a distance of ground. He had an almost equal amount of, 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 of brilliant speed and, and route speed built in his pedigree. Here's the kicker. He was a seven as a maturation process. That means as a seven, he could win early. He was an early, that's why he was an early two-year-old. And he was able to run as well as a two-year-old because he had the speed, the matur he had the speed, the speed to go long, and he had the maturation process. He came to hand very quickly for the trainer. And he was a nine in the solid category. That means his family was just riddled with solid horses that could do anything and do very well. So when I look, when you look at his, I use that as a guide because there is the balance pedigree you need. He's got the balance to go show speed early, early in his career. He's got the 14 in the middle to show his late, his ability to go a distance of ground. He's going to mature early and be a mature horse before most, some horses are. And he's got all this class in his pedigree. So when I look at the pedigree, when I see Secretariat, I look at it and say, very interesting horse. Now let's go to City Zip. City Zip is sort of a, unbalanced horse in, in, in his pedigree. He's got a 21 in his early speed. He's got an 11 intermediate. That means he can go a distance of ground. Remember when they used to say, oh, city zips are all five and a half turf horses? They weren't reading the pedigree right, and they weren't putting the right mares to him. He has an 11 in the middle, meaning he was going to be better as a late three-year-old going into his four-year-old season. And he only had one solid horse, but his dosage I think I, I think they don't give enough credit to the intermediate speed at a distance of ground because his dosage was upside down. There, five point seven seven. Here's a horse that you see as a sprint pedigree. Yes, it's true. Look at him, nine in the in the brilliant speed, three in the intermediate. 
he wasn't very good going long. And he was only a two in the maturation process. So early in May and June of his, of his two-year-old season, he already matured. And that's why you see the high dosage of 13. I want to go back and I'm going to, um, we're going to look at Animal Kingdom because Animal Kingdom was another one that didn't fit in the pedigree. But there's a reason for it. His sire was Brazilian. So there wasn't, and I'm pulling it up on my iPad as we talk here. So when you look at the pedigree, that number is incomplete because you can't put candy stripes and Hahanura, which, you know, all those stallions on the Leroy, this animal line, you couldn't because he's a, he's a foreign horse. So this was an incomplete pedigree. So you couldn't judge him on that. Let's look at Royal Delta. Look at Royal Delta's numbers. She was a 10, an 11, 17. Wait, Ron, when did she get good in her career? As I remember, it was uh, as an older mare. A three-year-old. Wasn't she? Oh, all right. When did she win the uh, Breeders' Cup Distaff? I think she was uh, at Churchill Down 2010. She would have, she would have been a three-year-old. Oh, okay, all right. I thought, it was, after that. I I thought think... it was later than that. Okay, my bad. I mean, I, I, I think, I think I, I, if, if somebody look it up for me. But that's when she got good. But look at her pedigree. That's what it tells you. 10-11, being, being able to have brilliant speed early, great intermediate speed. 17 maturing late and she was good for a while and she had the ability to go on longer with two in the marathon was yeah. she was champion three-year-old filly and older female horse but uh right she, but she got good at churchill downs but 2011 when she won her first of two distaffs in a row at, right uh, when she was three i remember watching her train at churchill downs going who is this filly she's phenomenal but that was the pedigree maturing late so Let's go to American, Amer, uh, American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh was a 23300. However, however, the pioneer of the Nile side, there's Lord at War, an Argentine horse there. It couldn't be plotted with pedigree points. So when you look at that, that's why the pedigree, that's an incomplete pedigree. Anybody that mentioned, and Ron, don't take this wrong, but anybody that mentioned that he doesn't fit the dosage index is absolutely unaware that American Pharaoh's dosage index was incomplete because of Lord at War. So when you look at this, you just can't exclude him from that talk because of the incomplete pedigree. Now, what I did is I put some Belmont horses up here, Ron, and I wanted to go over with you guys. By the way, I added some other ones. 
We talked about these guys. Look at Medina Spirit. Three, six, the near media speed to go longer. With a 15 in the middle, that means he was getting better as we got older. Look at Rock Your World. A 34810. He's already as good as he's ever going to be. He won't get any better. Tis the law. What's interesting about Tis the law is I'm going to look him up real quick. I need to see his entire pedigree. Bruno, for maturation, you mean three-year-old year is when they're maturing? Uh, later on in the three, you know, you know, they, it's it's a maturation process. As you notice, Rocky World's an eight in the middle. That means he's going to be good as a three as a three-year-old. He's is already as good as he's going to be. Look at at, at the law. I'm looking here quickly to see if there's anything that is not that does not allow. Any anything that, that that's an incomplete pedigree. Now, his three in the middle means he was going to be good as a two-year-old, and that's what he was. And he kept that the ability all the way through his three-year-old season. He was a he was one of those horses a little bit of a freak of nature. By the way, let me just give you a disclaimer, guys. Don't add up the points. Don't play formula with the points. Don't. It don't don't freaking work. Don't do it. Don't waste your time. But he's a Belmont winner, but he wanted an amount on an eighth. Here's Sir Winston. Look at his maturation number. It's a 14. And look at his intermediate number. It's an eight. Speed to go long with a long maturation period. He was coming into his own going into the Belmont. Justified. It's pretty. He was just as good as he ever was going to be. He had a good balance of speed and he had one in the solid category. Taprit. Another later match maturing three-year-old with a nine in the second intermediate speed to, to be able to take him longer with one in the solid category. Creator. Again, look at the intermediate number. It's a 10. With an 11, later maturation as a three-year-old, with one in the solid category. Tonalist, 17 in the middle, with an 18 maturation with a solid and a marathon. He wanted to go mile and a half. So Palace Malice was an 11 in the middle, later maturation with enough intermediate speed to carry him that far. Look at Union Rags. Union Rags had enough early speed to be good early. He had a five intermediate, which is average, but he had a 14 maturity, meaning he was going to get better as he got older, and he had a two in the solid category. So when you're looking at the Belmont fields, you want a horse that maturing in June has a late-blooming three-year-old with intermediate speed. Essential quality. I talked to Ron yesterday, and I said, I don't know if he wants to go a mile and a quarter, mile and a half. A mile and a half, look at it, it fits. That's his numbers. The 12 in the middle, the, I mean the 12 in the intermediate speed, and a 14, that means he hasn't matured yet. Brad Cox was absolutely right in the said he's a Belmont horse with a one in the solid. Hydra Charlie, no. 
14500. He's as good as he's going to be. He's not going to get any better. Known agenda. He's as good as he's going to be. The one thing that known agenda is going for him, he's got that four in the solid category. He's got a lot in this pedigree. I don't trust him. Rock your world is as good as he's going to be. Three, four, eight, one, zero. Not going to get any better. He is who he is. Rombauer is interesting. Rombauer is an outlier. Now, I'm going to look at Rombauer and see if this pedigree has any, if Rombauer has anything in his pedigree that makes him an incomplete. So now I'm looking for just any reason why. Uh, the one interesting part is that on the on the twirling candy side, he oh well yeah it, it candy ride, candy ride was a Argentine bread by candy by ride the rails, uh, and Chester House you know was by Tussaud. Um, there's a there this is an incomplete pedigree. But just going off of that on the seven maturation, he's as good as he's going to be. Ron, you mentioned Rebel Romance. He's got a very strong right side with an eight in the solid category. But look at his three in the middle. That means this horse is as good as he was. He's not going to get any better. This is only he's already matured. That's this what you got in, in January or even, you know, April or May, you know, or March is what you get. Brooklyn Strong doesn't fit. Now, will Brooklyn Strong have something in his pedigree that says it's an incomplete pedigree? Uh, he's by Howard Spun, uh, charismatic, classic approval with approval, Medaille Doro. Oh, yeah, it is. He's got El Prado there. So there's, there's, there's a little bit of a, of, a, of a missing in the pedigree, but he's a four in the middle. That means he's already gotten as good as he's going to be. Keep me in mind, he's gotten as good as he can be. He's got a four. As Ron yawns, he's right. He's, he's boring in the Belmont. Francisco to Ina, 15 in the, in the intermediate. This horse wants to go long. And you notice, because the dosage index says seven, it's telling you, it's not telling you it wants to go a mile and a quarter. They misunderstand what that dosage index means. That means it's an off-balance pedigree. It doesn't tell you, oh, you can't go a mile and a quarter. All they saw was what it was doing for about 20 years. And, oh, well, if it's under four, you got to go a mile and a quarter. No, they're wrong. There was a balanced pedigree there. Franz Godina does not have a balanced pedigree. And look at and, and the reason why, he's got a six in the middle. That means he's as good as he, he, he's going to get. What's the number where you say, What's the cutoff that, that tells no you? Cut you got to understand what the pedigree is and you got to know the horse. It's each horse his own. Now look at Overtook. That's the Pletcher that he's going to bring in, right? That horse has got the prime dosage points. Even though he's over three. I don't pay attention to that because that to me, they misunderstood that. They misunderstood that over four or under four means that they can go to distance of ground. No, it means the balance of the pedigree. You also pointed that's a out bullshit number the, the center of distribution and the dosage index. That's all bullshit, Ron. Get rid of it. So Get it's more of it. about this. It's more about it's this. It's more about balance. To... Balance in the pedigree. 
Like, for example, the one thing that drives me nuts is California Chrome's numbers. Um, the California Chrome numbers on his babies come up all really short. And I'm, I've been trying to figure out why. And I need to look and see if there's any part of his pedigree that is not a uh, American pedigree that couldn't be judged. He's by pulpit out of Lucky Soft. There's Cozine in there. Mr. Prospector, Polish Numbers, Danzig, Survivor, Chase the Dream, Northern Dancer. Yeah, I don't see anything there. But I'm going to go to Pedigree Query. You can guys, this is the site that you guys want to take a look at when you want to when you want to pull up dosage numbers and things. It's called Pedigree Query, Q-U-E-R-Y.com. We're going to look and see Cozine. Look at the middle number on Cozine, a 22. That's why Cozine horses like Mizzen Mast and Alphabet Soup were good because they were they matured later and later and later. They got good at four, five. Um, I think uh, didn't Cigar have uh, Cozine in his pedigree, if I'm not mistaken? I'm trying to remember. Another one. Giant's Causeway. He was interesting. His middle number is a 13. However, when you looked at horses by Giant's Causeway, they had up sometimes up to 28 and 32 middle number. And, and if you talk to a lot of horsemen, they would tell you the Giant's Causeways as two-year-olds were dumber than a bunch of rocks. No wonder they were 32 in the middle. You know, they weren't two-year-olds. I'll give you another one. Dynaformer. Dynaformer was a 40 in the middle. Dynaformers took forever to mature. And if you remember, they got good as four and five and six-year-olds. And that's a Roberto line on top of the His Majesty, Ribo. You had Nashua. So when you go into this, and let's say we're going to look at Cigar. Cigar was by Palace Music, who was by The Minstrel, which Seattle slew on the bottom. He was a 10 in the middle. But he had a 7 because of The Minstrel as early pace. But Palace Music can go a mile and a half. And the pedigree was missing something because you had Prince Aquilo on in the third and um, as his great great grandfather, and that was an Irish bred. So and you had a mare on the Salazzo side of Solar Slough that was a British bred, even Claro on the on on the mare side. So this pedigree was very incomplete, where those numbers would have shot up. So. When we look at some of the, the good horses that we've had, maximum security, it was a seven in the middle, a five, two, seven, zero, zero. But it was an incomplete pedigree because look who Street Cry is by. He's an Irish bred out of a mare that was a British bred mare out of a British bred stallion named Troy. So that, that pedigree is incomplete um name some interesting horses some of you guys lawyer ron 
Oh, you're going to love this. Very good call there. A 47700. He was a very early horse that wasn't that matured early. He wasn't going to get any better. And that's why he's got to be a four-year-old. He couldn't, he couldn't compete. As a three-year-old later on, he couldn't compete. He had the speed early. He dominated early. But as he got, as the other ones caught up, and that's what the bottom line, you get a horse that's a five or a six in the middle in that, in that, what I call a maturation number. And then, you know, he's dominating all the horses that are, that are 12, 13, 14s in the middle. But as those horses develop, they almost, it's almost like, it's, it's like that sundial, right? They all come boom. And then all of a sudden those ones with the higher, with this, with the late maturation get better while the other ones kind of stay the same. Name me another horse. Gun runner. He's not going to be fair because he's candy, right? But look at the middle number, 14, with an incomplete pedigree. That means he was going to get better as he got older, even though it was an incomplete pedigree. And guys, look who was on the bottom side, Giants Causeway. His ability to get better as he got older is right there in front of you. Next. Empire Maker. Empire Maker was an 1815-1306. So you got all these guys spending all this money on these two-year-olds by Empire Maker at the two-year-old training sales, waiting them to go fast at the sale. And you've got a horse that has a 13 in the middle. And it's got six in the marathon list. Good luck getting good horses out of that. You know, all you're doing is tearing up horses that are not ready to go that kind of, that short of a distance that fast. 18, 15, 13. Those horses shouldn't they be, be debuting until they're late two-year-old. You don't touch them until the middle of the summer to get them ready. Smarty Jones. See, everybody talked about how he was not bred. He was a 10, 7, 12, 1, 0. The middle number said he was going to get better and better as a three-year-old. His early pace at brilliant speed took him early with a 10, and then the 7 in the middle took him a distance of ground, and he had one in the solid category. It makes sense when you look at this, doesn't it? And you read it this way. It makes all the sense in the world. Zenyatta and Zenyatta was a 6-3-14-1-0. And that's an incomplete pedigree with the, with the European on the bottom. My guess, those numbers would have been up in the first two categories, and it would have been up two. And it makes sense. A 14, late, John Sheriff's handled her, I mean, one of the best training jobs ever. He knew not to push on her. And he got already late as I think she was a late a three-year-old, a late three-year-old, because she had that slow maturation process. He could he understood that. What about blame? Blame was a six three twenty three zero. Wow. And he got good as an older horse. Hey, can you get John Henry Bruno? Yeah. Horse of the year at nine. He was a 13-4-9-2-0. Very interesting. But he had a balanced pedigree. Forgo. 
He was at 8-2-26-2-2. It was before my time. Did he get good as he was older? Orgo, yeah. Yeah, I was way before my time. But he had, he had the 26 in the middle. That means he got better as he got older. Vino Rosso. Vino Rosso was a 5-4-7-0-0. But again, you got the street crowd on the bottom, Ron, which is an incomplete pedigree. Uh, slew of gold. He was a 9-4-22-3-0. A lot of speed, late maturations with three in the solid category. Guys, have we brought up any horses that actually you go, yeah, I can see, yeah, I understand it now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How about Seattle Slew? You'll be surprised. He was a 7-6-4-5 in the solid category zero. It was a complete pedigree. But he was a horse that got was as good as he could be as a three-year-old. Wasn't going to get any better, but look at the numbers. If I remember correctly, didn't he kind of have a very average four-year-old season? Well, he had a better four-year-old year, arguably, than as a three-year-old. Okay. Well, he was he was definitely an outlier. But the speed was there on the first part of it, and he had five in the solid category. So he had the pedigree in the solid category to carry him uh, with that early speed. Dundee Silence. He was a <laughs> Another horse that got beat first time out as a two-year-old that really had no business winning as a two-year-old. Oh, but if we're going to do Sunday Silence, we got to do Easy Go. That's who I wanted next, yes. A 10-6-30. <laughs> Meaning he was only hitting his best stride as a three-year-old. Only. Bruno, can you do Constitution? Constitution was a 5-10-12-1-0. Because he's some sire, let me tell you. Yeah. 5-10-12-1-0. You can see why. You take some speed mares to him, and it brings up, it's got a very balanced pedigree. So, as you can tell, we've gone through a lot of horses. But, guys, I think... This more than anything, there's a way to look at pedigrees that a lot of people don't do. They didn't put the work into it. They just want to look at, at, at the sires and they want to tell you what it is. Don't be those guys. You can go to pedigree query. You can look at a pedigree and, and you can have an idea of what it's all about. But then you also got to equate the way the horse is built and the way they move. All those good horses we saw, they all had good ways, a good way of moving. They had they were confirmationally correct to be able to do what they did. So because you got a horse that's bred and it's got those points like that, that doesn't mean if they're not built right, the pedigree doesn't take care of that. And I hear a lot of that. Well, Ron, I, I think the one thing that's clear about dosage points and dosage factor and uh, center of distribution, dosage index, is I think – too many people went in, did too much work. They had a good method to look at the balance of a pedigree with the dosage points. And they took it to another level. And a lot of the times when you take things to another level, it has a tendency to 
kind of fall flat on its face. You kept mentioning the 3.0. I kept mentioning you stop looking at that mm -hmm. because that's all, you know, people take that center distribution and dosage index as a gauge about a horse going a distance of ground. That's not what it is. What it is, is telling you about the balance of the pedigree. Mm -hmm. That's it. And people make the same mistake. There's people quoting dosage points and, and, and dosage indexes, and they don't know the first thing about them. They couldn't tell you which one of those five numbers means. And I was really happy to, that you brought that up. And it ended up, you know, ended up being a great podcast. Yeah, it's a, it wound up being one of those things where people were shouting out horses' names, and I thought, God, we're going to go through. When, when we get to rapid redux, stop, you know, one of those deals. But How about Zippy Chippy? Yeah, <laughs> Zippy Chippy, right. Yeah, going from yeah. going from American Pharaoh to Zippy Chippy. I had forgotten about the dosage index the last several years because I thought it was no longer relevant. But in bringing this up and then hearing you discuss it again in a way that I'd forgotten, I'll be... It's very evident, if you heard this, that I had forgotten a lot of what you had taught me those many years ago. And to get that refresher course from you was vital. And now I can approach it by not looking at that one distilled number, but all five figures within the dosage index to have a better context on each of these horses and their bloodlines. And so I think that's well, the great lesson coming out of this. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, this isn't new for horse players. Horse players recite figures without knowing a damn thing about them. They couldn't tell a figure how it was made. The difference between a length between horses at each individual distance. And, and, and dosage points is another thing. A lot of people say and regurgitate a lot of information without knowing one ounce of what it means. And I was really happy that you brought that up and got to cover that. And I'll tell you, um, one thing we didn't cover, we didn't talk about midnight bourbon. He's going into the Haskell. Um, but Midnight Bourbon did not fall into the category of many of the of the Belmont's, the last 10 years of Belmont Stakes winners. In fact, his pedigree, his maturation number that I call the middle number, I call it the maturation, is an eight. That means that he is basically the kind of horse that is as good as he's going to get now. Mm -hmm. He's already matured. He's going to be who he's going to be, um, where a lot of the Belmont Stakes winners were maturing all throughout their three-year-old season going into the June Belmont. So I thought that bring that up. And then going into the Haskell, it would be very interesting mm -hmm. uh, who's going to go in there uh, to, to take him on. And I've always felt that he was always a horse that needed the lead because he wasn't going to pass anybody. You know, the big question now, based on all the news that's coming out of Monmouth, is who's going to ride him? Because a lot of jockeys are have got 10-foot pole marks the size of crops that they're not allowed to use at Monmouth. Well, you know, that's 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 in itself um, a big mess. Um, would have been nice if the commission would have just talked to jocks, you yeah. know. Uh, but that's how we do things in this industry. You know, we just do things without having without without any uh, discussion. Mm. And uh, that leads to more frustration across the board. Mm. Well, I will be talking to you this coming week from New York. Uh, that's right. You're heading out there. Mm -hmm. Go to uh, King Umberto's. 
No, no, oh, no, no. Now you, now you really want to have a debate? Let's have that debate. I'm not going to even debate you. <laughs> no. Fly, your name is Flatter. I, my name is Deulio. Uh, I have. I'll take my opinion. Yeah, well, I have. I have my spots in Manhattan, if you don't mind, if I may look down my nose at all of that. Right. But if you're going to Belmont, you got to drive all the way to Manhattan. Stunad, where are you going? Uh, you know? Long Island Railroad, baby. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm going to say, your last name is Flatter. Mine is Deulio. There will never be any competition when it comes to Italian food. None. Get more from Bruno by going to RacingWithBruno.com. This has been the Racing with Bruno podcast.